Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind as we're getting set for NFL Draft Weekend as, of course, Northwest Missouri State football, uh, just the power that it has been throughout Division II. We usually see some Northwest Missouri State prospects get that opportunity to take the next step to the next level. And this year, one of the big ones for Northwest Missouri State, well, that's Zach Howard. Zach, a two-time first-team All-MIAA player, a two-time All-American with us here. And, Zach, we get to this point. I mean, there's a lot going on. Of course, graduation's right around the corner. And your time at Northwest Missouri State as a student, close to wrapping up as well, but also kind of looking toward the draft. And as a football guy, I assume that's something you kind of look forward to anyway, just seeing a lot of college guys fly off the board and, and what guys you might have played against that'll go. But now the table's kind of turned to where you're one of those prospects. You're one of the guys getting looked at. Um, how do you approach it? What's this kind of feel like for you heading into this weekend? Uh, I think the approach is just to stay as like even keeled as you can, uh, to be as level headed as you can. Especially a guy like me is like not a first first day type of guy, not a second day type of guy. So just like if I do get a call in the draft, that's great. Um, <clears throat> but also just looking for like all those undrafted free agent signings right after the camp invites, right after any of the, any of those are still consider an opportunity to play some football and I think that's when the real work gets done is just when you put the pads on so it's exciting for sure but the process is the mindset is just uh, uh yeah not get too high not get too low I guess what's an off-season workout look like whenever you're getting ready for the draft as opposed to getting ready for a Bearcat upcoming regular season how's that kind of differ um, I think so like January 1 until pro day was a lot of like testing training so a lot of like Basically, nothing like Joe Q. As far as Joe Q's is, you're going to be way out of breath. You're going to be gasping for air. You're going to be pushing through mentally. And in, in Denver, when I went out and trained, it was like you, you'd sprint, and then you kind of walk back, you'd rest, and you sprint again. It's like maximum effort. You're trying to get max velocity on sprints or max uh, like power out of like if you do squats or if you do um, deadlifts, bench, anything like that. It's like a lot. Most of it's like force and uh, plenty of rest, plenty of recovery. Uh, so similar like activities and workouts, but just a different style. But then after that, after pro day, it's like, you got to get back into shape really quickly. Um, if I do get this opportunity, like you're going to get thrown into a camp, you're going to get thrown into a, you know, whatever it is, like a workout, a tryout, a rookie mini camp, whatever the opportunity is. And you're going to have to be in good shape in order to play good football. So I had Joe Q write me up a workout and I just been following his like, his like three week, three week plan that he, he wrote me and, uh, getting back into the, the short shuttles and the long shuttle, 300 yard shuttles, any sort of like sprint, that conditioning work, and it's been good. You know, I feel like you hear about a guy going through his rookie season and, and, and they get themselves ready, but at the same time, so much of the offseason is dedicated to the testing stuff and just looking good in a 40, which may not really um, be a, uh, something that a defensive lineman has to worry about too often as a 40 yard sprint, but I assume that's kind of where the tape plays a role too. And, and you've put out a lot of good tape throughout your career. Is that one thing too of you put up some good numbers testing wise, but obviously your Bearcat resume is pretty impressive. I think that's what you got to lean on as a division two guys. Like just watch the film, I guess is, is a good way to put it. But um, yeah, pro, you know, for the most of these guys in the drafts productions there for most of the guys, they have good numbers as well, but it's like, can you go to the film and are they consistent? Um, you know, are they in the right spots at the right times all the time? Or is it just some of the games? Uh, so I think that's important to look at too. But yeah, just, it's, you know, it's been a good opportunity to be at Northwest, like, you know, having coach Wright getting you in the right spots, 
the standard he holds you to of how you play football helps out in these situations. Like, oh, he plays hard. Well, yeah, it's because he didn't. He had to run a lot or, you know, whatever. You know, and you just want to do it for the team as well and not let those guys down that you're playing next to. And that's where Joe Q and the family atmosphere comes in. So obviously you have some downfall of being at a Division two trying to make it here. But I didn't sign at Northwest to, to go to the league. I signed at Northwest to win a bunch of football games and have a shot in the playoffs and try to win a natty. Fell short a couple of years, but uh, it's just, you know, I didn't come here to go to the league. Um, it's a great opportunity, um, and I'm thankful for that. But, yeah, it's just, just playing film. Like, you can't do anything else. You just got to play as well as you can. Your film's your film. So uh, I, I put put the work in, and it's out there. So, Well, and obviously one of the premier uh, defensive linemen in Division Two football. And, and that'll be one thing that people look at, too, especially whether you get drafted or signed. That'll be, you know, hey, we got this guy that's talented, but he's from a small school, and the competition he's playing. If a GM called you on draft day and, and they're kind of sitting there and they're thinking about it, what would you tell them to kind of um, get over the fact of just because I'm from a small school doesn't matter? What, what's the message there? Uh, just look at the style of football I play. It's like I, I work I work so hard. I call my coaches. Call uh, call Coach Wright. Call Bosswick. Call anyone else. It's like the the amount of work I put in the off seasons, the amount of work I put during the game week, how I watch film uh like it's just there and they'll tell you i think i personally i'm just have a i have a higher football iq than most i'm really football smart um i understand football really well but also just understand um leverage really well i understand what my strengths and abilities are um but also my weaknesses and i can play to those so it's like some some teams are like well you got an inch short inch too short of arms or something it's like well I've been playing with an inch too short of arms and I got to play a little D in division two football. So I've, I've gotten to play against guys who are six, eight with a, you know, a nine foot wingspan or, or not nine foot, but a, a seven, six wingspan or, you know, whatever it is. Like I've, I've been with those guys that have 38 inch arms and I've, I've had to play against them and I, I didn't have too much trouble. So it's like, um, you know, you put those in, in with guards, it's like, well, you're an interior guy in division two football. It's like, yeah, but I've also played against those guys with length. So I think I think you just you just gotta watch the film. You gotta listen to the guys who have coached me and I've been around. It's like uh, I will adjust. I will I will learn, and I will be uh, a very good football player in pads. Maybe not the best tester. So when you came to Northwest Missouri State from Bolivar and you come in and, and uh, getting a degree, a chance to be an educator. But when did it kind of click that you know maybe I will have a chance to play in the NFL? This is a good question. I think anyone that talks about this, they ask this. It's, uh, I think the the initial click was junior year. Um, everyone's looking at Sam. Obviously, Sam got drafted to the Patriots. Um, but everyone's looking at Big Sam. And uh, I think the Patriots actually had a conversation with Coach Wright about me after they had an hour-long conversation with Sam. They just kind of had a little quick uh, whatever. He's like, oh, what, what about this other kid is 94, like – you know, as a junior or whatever. And I think I, I'm, <clears throat> I think just with that, I was like, kind of opened my eyes to the possibility. I was like, Oh, cool. And then I think this, this senior year playing football after Fort Hayes, um, get three sacks. And there was, I think within the next two or three weeks, there was probably six or seven scouts here. And I was like, Oh, I have like legit have a shot now. Have, will it be in front of eyes at least. And it's like, so I think that was just, uh, eye opening, but yeah, so for me to actually have a shot when I thought that was this year, this fall, 
Um, but the f- initial like eye opening experience was as a junior. Could you believe? I mean, a young man mentioned coming up from Bolivar. Not many guys get to come to Northwest Missouri State and play as a true freshman. You had that chance to come in and do that, and and always doing it with a smile on your face and, and that motor that always goes. Um, could you have believed at that point that you'd have the chance to to not only go on to the NFL but to develop the character side and physically and just everything about uh, your football game to be able to have the chance to go up and, and be against some of the best in the country? So you're saying, do I believe I'd be in this position as a 18 year old, a 17 year old? Is that what you're? Yeah, asking? I mean, you just come in as a, as a bright eyed kid that yeah. loves football, and, and now <laughs> Zach Howard's the Zach Howard that yeah. you're very humble, pretty big man on campus in Maryville right now. Though, I mean, come on. So just the growth, the yeah, development of Zach Howard. Yeah, I think just first and foremost, yes, I'm a little shocked. Like you come in a little innocent, 18 year old. You don't know what's going on on the college football field. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just thankful. I'm blessed um, for so many reasons. You said character development, too. is like to, to, to find the friends that I found here, um, to grow in my relationship with Christ, um, to, to get to develop habits and um, that, you know, develop them here in the four and a half years that I was here that I will carry into my career, um, carry into uh, a future marriage, carry into, you know, a future um, like if I'm a father, just like those, those characters, like, I think you got to like start with those. And then, uh, wouldn't have even imagined that I would be able to grow that much in those four and a half years in that area. But also football. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to have an opportunity in the NFL. Is it a dream? Yeah, that was a dream. Every kid that plays football is dreams to be, you know, catching balls on non cornerbacks and, and, or to throw the, t- I don't know, whatever they want to do is like, um, but yeah, I'd say it was a dream. Never thought I'd be here. I'm thankful for it. It's been an opportunity that I will never forget. Uh, but yeah, just, just thankful for it and thankful for what my heavenly father has been able to bless me with already. And, and also, uh, whether I make it or not, just bless me with in the future. Take me through going out to Denver some, for some workouts, then your pro day that, uh, with Mizzou, some, some small school guys able to get in there and, and, um, show what they're made of in front of scouts there too and, and the, the discussions there with scouts and just how confident you feel about the numbers you've put up through that process and, and uh, what's to come. Yeah, Lando uh, performance as a facility I trained out in Denver. It was really good. Uh, I got Coach Augie, who was just – he, he kind of headed – put – was it? The head trainer, head coach or whatever. He'd be that guy, and he was amazing. But you also just have – so many other good, you know, people that are working with you. Um, they're always eyes on you. Uh, it's it was just a really good experience. Honestly, you're, you're out there, you're working out with guys who will get drafted or will get undrafted free agent contracts. Uh, I think I was on uh, first team All American on one of those polls. Uh, that, I don't know. It came out at, like two weeks after the season. Uh, there's this video, but it, with alongside this guy named Trey Botts, and uh, he's from uh, uh, CSU Pueblo. And just to get to like work out with another Division two guy that's obviously very good, and it was fun to to get to talk, to bounce ideas off, to hear his rush plans. I was like, I haven't gotten to do this with another inside guy like like this at a, at such a high level. Like Elijah had that, and uh, you know when I was a younger guy, Spencer and and Sam helped me, but it's like as a senior who's who's you know fully just experienced uh, football at the highest ability I could is like, it was fun that to be alongside like another uh, guy similar in my, in my situation. So 
that was fun. Uh, Pro Day was great. I got to do it with Sam Phillips from from Northwest, so I got to have a buddy there, and he actually he ended up killing it. Uh, he did, he did really well. So just to get in front of uh, a group of scouts was was a good opportunity, and and honestly, uh, something I wouldn't trade, uh, you know, for anything. So it was it was really fun, um, really good experience all the way around from January first to Pro Day. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Now back to this week's interview. As a Bearcat defensive lineman, year in, year out, there's a high expectations for Coach Wright's group, specifically on that defensive line. How is it that you can see All-Americans go and, and graduate and move on every year and that we still see high expectations met every single year? Yeah, you can soundbite the next part if you want, uh, but it's the reason we have that sort of production has less to do with our natural abilities and more to do with how much coach Wright gets out of us. Uh, if I went to other schools, I'm don't think I'd be as good of a player as I am today. Uh, especially division two. There's no one better than coach Wright at division two level. As far as a, a defense coordinator and a, a D line coach and absolutely no one. And so I think just, you see, you know, through the years you had Tolson, you had, uh, you know, uh, What's his, Long Acre, you had, uh, Yost, you had Mather, you had uh, Cass, you had Bevo, you know, all these dudes. Eskew flipped from a tight end to a DN. He was an All American. Um, obviously, Sam. It's like, it's like you see these dudes in all different shapes, all different body types, all different skill sets, strengths, weaknesses. And yet, the common denom- denominator is there's a bunch of MIWR player defensive player of the years there's a bunch of all americans there's a bunch of guys who get 12 13 sacks a year all those all these things it's like it's because coach Wright focuses on the right things and that's playing really good football really good team football but also really hard and so i think you he just gets the most out of each person so you come here you're gonna you're gonna be able to develop to the best of your ability and and you're not going to leave anything shy in the tank. So I think that's why there's been success. That's why there's been so many All-Americans and so many um, MIAA defensive players is because of Coach Wright. When you talk about the factor that Northwest is defensive line-wise, Hayes had a guy go in, what, the third round a couple of years ago. Brandy Shepard. W- yeah, Brandy Williams from Southern's made a career in the NFL. Yeah. Do you ever feel sorry for MIAA O-linemen? <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. Come on, you gotta you gotta work harder if you don't want to get beat. But uh, not. I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. Never been asked that. I don't feel sorry for him. No, I don't. That's the short answer. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a bunch of good dudes. But sometimes you just gotta show them who's a better football player. If there was one guy that looked like he had a mean streak that could flip from O line to D line for Northwest, who'd it be, and why is it Mitch Goff? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mitch. Yeah, he could probably play a little inside. Coach Wright would call him short every day, though. So I don't know if he wants to switch from from uh, from the O-line room to the D-line room. But uh, that's funny. That's a good question. Uh, 
He's a guy that if if there's ever anything kind of a skirmish down on the field or the offense is out there, I mean, he's the first one in it every time. So I just feel like he's got that mean streak. He does. Honestly, though, I think that's why he needs to be an O-lineman. I think Northwest needs that that mean streak on the O-line. I think Tanner brought a good one with him when he was here, but I think Mitch is taking that over. I think you can't just have a bunch of passive chubby dudes. I mean, you're going to be a terrible O-line like that. So I think Mitch Mitch cranks our lineup because of that. So I think you got to keep him on the O-line for that reason. But, yeah, he would fit in if he wanted to play D-line really well. But <laughs> that's a good point. But, yeah, he, he, he compliments the O-line. He's a good leader up there for the five. So, All right, so – Chiefs fan growing up, right? Yeah. So we'll throw that aside because that's the easy answer. Uh, if you're able to, to get drafted or sign with someone, um, and anybody, any of the 32 teams would be great. But is there, you know, one team you other, another team you watched growing up, or a legendary coach like a Belichick with the Patriots, or someone like that that you're like, I'd love that landing spot for this reason? Yeah. I think you said it. The Patriots, Bel- Bill Belichick, Sam gets to do it. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, but I think, honestly, just any – Anytime you get the greatest coach of all time with a system like that, the way Sam talks about the system is just very structured. It's very uh, methodical, but also it's like what you put in is what you get out. And that's a good system, I think, for any level. But obviously, you've seen the success that the Patriots have had. Um, and then, you, yeah, different reasons. Different teams for different reasons. Uh, the Rams would be great just to get to learn from Aaron Donald. Um, uh who else you got you like the Seahawks would be a system that I'd probably thrive in um just you know any grind grind it out style I would love to play for uh Dan Campbell up in Detroit or something like that like just just I think that's where my skill set would be the best is like let's just play some hard football run to the ball really well and like I don't know, just enjoy the game to the maximum level that you can enjoy a game. And so I think that's that's why, uh, yeah, enjoyment might look different for, for some. Some people wouldn't enjoy the Patriot, I think, atmosphere and culture. But it's like it's all about football there, and that's, that's pretty fun to be a part of. Um, uh, Sam loves it. I know that. So uh, if he loves it, I love it. But, yeah, I think Patriots are like the Rams, uh, something like that. I mean, Patriots culture plus Max Crosby should be in Las Vegas. You look great there. <laughs> That's my personal I hope, right? I, I, you know, if I go to the Raiders, obviously would love that. But uh, I have to give my best friend here at Northwest a hard time. He's in Kansas City now working. But Elijah Green's a huge Raiders fan, so I can't give him that satisfaction <laughs> unless I'm actually on the Raiders. He he keeps saying, "You're going to get picked up by the Raiders. Just watch, just watch." But uh, we'll see what happens and. <laughs> yeah, I can't give can't give Elijah Green that satisfaction. We've seen Tolson and Kilgore go through, so why not another, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Seth Wan signed with them for a cup of coffee too for a while. So <laughs> we'll see. Zach, thanks so much for the time. Um, good luck this upcoming weekend, and hopefully a, a nice long career in the NFL. Appreciate you. Thank you. A big thanks to Zach Howard joining us here on the podcast. A big week for him, of course. The NFL draft gets underway Thursday from Kansas City. He's hoping to hear his name called or have the chance to at least sign with the team once that wraps up. So we'll see how it unfolds for Zach, but wishing him the best of luck as his career gets underway. A big weekend coming up for Northwest Missouri State Tennis as they'll be hosting 
both the men's and the women's regionals. The Bearcats pulling the top seed on both sides. Last week, we spoke with Mark Rosewell heading into the MIAA tournament about the season that it's been so far for his clubs and how good they've been. I recommend, if you haven't listened to it just yet, check out our interview from last week with Mark Rosewell as, again, getting set for NCAA tournament tennis, coming back to the Frank Gruby courts at the Mark Rosewell Tennis Center starting once again this weekend. That's going to wrap things up for us here on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. I'm Matt Tritton. I'll talk to you again next week.